0: I still don't know what we're talking about.
1: <laughs> Did you not listen to anything we just said? Yeah,
2: well, I, I, I
0: heard a lot of words. I didn't hear a plan, uh, I guess, uh, is, is what I'll just... uh I want to roll with it. All right, here we go.
1: Hello, friends.
0: Hello, friends. Welcome again to another episode of Apollo Podcast. I am Jared Cornette, joined, as always, by Alan Murray and... Matt Hensley, and by our special guest tonight, Kyle, non-alcoholic, Beerman. I talked about alcohol in my sermon today, so it's fitting that we have someone named Beerman on the podcast with us. Guys, how's everybody doing tonight?
3: Doing well, doing well. Kyle and I are in Galveston, Texas, hanging out at the BGCT, hashtag Texas Baptist, uh, convention, and uh, down in the beautiful city of Galveston where I have an ocean front view that cannot see the ocean so I think you're the first person to ever describe Galveston as a beautiful city well,
0: in
2: the
3: history of the
0: It's world.
2: got. I mean I mean we're here we're on we're about a thousand feet or so from the
3: beach it's got water
2: yeah
3: I mean, it's, and there's palm trees
2: you don't see those in the Metroplex or in West Texas that's Not very
3: far.
0: Farmersville <laughs> <laughs> it's still a very low standard for beauty ballot I, I I'll give it to you at least
3: you're yeah. What's the, Is it warm down there? What's the weather like? Yes, it's like 90 degrees. <laughs> not really. Maybe like 70 degrees. Well, that's not bad.
0: Alan, how are things up in North Carolina? We, we took our youth group down to uh, Fort Caswell,
1: the North Carolina Baptist Assembly at Fort Caswell, for a weekend retreat and uh, made it back this evening uh, after a very long and busy week. It's good to
0: be able just to relax a little bit this evening. Well, that's excellent. Glad to hear that. And Alan. congratulations on being elected the president of the 2022 Pastors Conference in North Carolina.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, I, I listened to you guys. I wasn't able to join you, but I listened to you on the ride back the other day. And I'm, I'm with Matt. I'm waiting to see what you're going to run for next, what you're going to be president of.
0: Uh, I'm going to be the president of uh, nothing. Uh, I can't even make the sound of a joke. I, I have no interest in running for anything. Maybe I'll make a... Uh, Make a motion for the executive committee to consider a potluck Sunday or fellowship meal Sunday for the SBC calendar next year, and we just do that until they finally just do it, so they we, we can stop making the motion every year.
2: I support that. Just yeah, submit that every year. Eventually, it'll get through. Just to get you, you know, just get you guys to stop submitting the motion every year. I, I support that. I'm on board.
0: I think it's a great idea. Honestly, uh, all right, here we go. So. Uh, we're not here to talk about motions that we might make at the annual meeting next year, though we may talk about that another time. Uh, it is state convention season. Uh, state conventions are happening everywhere. Alan, you were just at the North Carolina State Convention, obviously, as you got elected Pastors' Commerce President. Uh, give us a perspective of what that was like. Uh, how was the attendance? Uh, you know, last year's a little bit different. This year's a little bit more open. How was the attendance there in North Carolina compared to maybe more normal years, and uh, what was accomplished? Yeah, so
1: attendance this year was uh, radically different than last year. Last year, we had a a one-day, basically four-hour meeting where we did bare minimum business and recognized our former EDT and his retirement. Uh, This year, we we had our typical uh, Monday evening, all-day Tuesday kind of convention meeting, and it, it honestly and I'm not the only one to say this, was probably one of the best, if not the best convention meetings that we have had in years. Everybody I, I saw on social media, everybody I've talked to in person or over the phone or over text is just genuinely really, really excited about the direction of the Baptist State Convention of North Carolina. Of course, we have new leadership. Uh, we had a great uh, former EDT with Milton Holyfield, but now with uh, ton, uh, Todd Unziger being our new EDT, lots of folks are excited about that uh, with the direction that he's laying out. We uh, we made a, a transition in CP giving, as some other states have done as well. We'll talk about those in a moment. We went from 42% to 45% uh, while still increasing our giving to the Baptist Children's Homes of North Carolina and Fruitland Baptist Bible College. So there's a lot of excitement about that. Um. I have the privilege of serving our board of directors and executive committee in the state of North Carolina. And our president of the convention brought a motion uh, before us on Monday morning to be proactive uh, and looking at our uh, sex abuse policies in the Baptist State Convention of North Carolina. And we unanimously passed that motion that would allow our new EDT uh, to put together a a committee to do review, to look and see how we handle abuse uh, on the convention level at its camps, Uh, with convention relations and all of those things. So instead of being reactionary, we're trying to be proactive, and uh, I'm thrilled about that. Uh, A lot of folks are are happy about that, that we're making that move. It's just good things going on in North Carolina. I think there's always good things going on in our state convention, but it's exceptionally well at the moment.
0: Yeah, a lot of state conventions are uh, forming these task forces. We've seen it all across the SBC. It it seems like every convention, I think Mississippi actually – didn't pass. Uh, Something happened there. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, I need to go back and read, but I think a lot of of the state conventions have already gone and done that, and uh, Matt, you were at the SBTC annual meeting. That's already happened last week at the BGCT. Texas has two state conventions, and Matt and his position as a DOM certainly represents churches who are both conventions, so it makes sense for him to be at both of those. Uh, Talk to us about the SBTC, and how's day one at the BGCT?
3: Yeah, so SBTC was held in Flint, Texas, uh, right outside of Tyler at a beautiful uh, church there. I won't call the town beautiful since you seem to have a different opinion of beauty than I do. Uh, But we had a great time. Uh, I can't remember exactly how many were there, uh, but uh, we had a number of resolutions, including one uh, similar to uh, North Carolina, I believe, that was being proactive on the handling of sex abuse side of things. Uh, we also had a, uh, a resolution on the uh, heartbeat bill that we had in Texas uh, that also had some opposition from the abolitionist group uh, that went to the mics. Uh, really, all three of the mics, and uh, we kind of went back and forth, back and forth. Bart Barber uh, spoke against their amendment, and and a few others, and then it went back and forth, back and forth, and uh, ultimately it was. Uh, defeated. And uh, we approved the resolution uh, affirming that heartbeat bill. Then we had one on the biblical role uh, in office and function and all of that good stuff on the pastor. And uh, I actually went to the mic on that one. I did. And uh, to make a friendly amendment uh, on a grammar error and uh, made Dr. Queen really proud. And uh, so we had a good time. Swibbit's dinner uh, or Swibbit's lunch. And No, Swim it's Breakfast. I will make it there eventually. And uh, we had a good time uh, there, got to see a number of people. And what was really cool for me, saw a number of our associational guys that were there, the association churches that were there, and I uh, got to connect with them, see how they're doing and uh, encourage them along the way. Got to see Kyle, who there was a guest. Yep. And I was able to be a messenger. But now here, those roles have flipped. Because he goes to a BGCT church and I go to an SBTC church. So now I am just a guest. He is a messenger. And so I have every intention to see him go to a mic and wax eloquently about God knows what. Maybe the beauty of Galveston. And then hopefully some parliamentarian somewhere is going to be like, sir, do you have a question? I, I should Please have submitted me. a resolution on the beauty of Galveston. There you That's go. What That's what you needed. I, I what do you think? You wouldn't
0: even get a second lap. <laughs> Nobody would even second that.
3: <laughs> I would. Yeah. Well, I'm not a messenger.
0: Yeah, so far. So
2: believe it or not, in all my years in Texas as a uh, youth minister and music minister, I never attended a Texas state convention until last week. I did some other stuff, student stuff, um, evangelism conferences. But last week, the SBTC was my first time to ever be at a Texas state convention. And now I'm at my second one, first time as a messenger. And, and I've been extremely encouraged. By the conversations that I, I got to have with some folks last week, uh, I'm working in the NAM booth at both both conventions, um, and then really encouraged today as well. And so, uh, you know, there's a long storied history here in Texas, um, but we have we have really uh, two great state conventions that, that want to see the uh, the gospel advance, the Great Commission fulfilled, and uh, and so I'm I'm really excited about the next couple of days to see. Uh, to see what we do, I we have to talk next week about all the motions and resolutions and all that that are coming. There's no telling what's going to happen tomorrow, but uh, really excited. And tonight I got to go hang out at a Wayland Baptist alumni dinner, including some students in their co-vocational ministry programs. So that was really cool to see uh, some students that are going to college knowing that they're going to be in a bi-vocational co-vocational role. Get get to hang out with them for a little while.
0: Kyle, what's the uh, what has the um... A general attitude or uh, in- engagement with NAMM been on that both conventions so far?
2: Yeah, I've had I've had some really really great conversations. We've been really well received. We're giving away free T-shirts, which helps uh, in that a lot. Folks are really excited to get the NAMM T-shirts. Um, but but you know, folks that that support NAMM through the cooperative program, through the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. And I actually had one funny conversation tonight. This lady walked past and said, you know, saw the North American mission board and she kind of looked at me funny. And she goes, is is this a Southern Baptist group? (laughs) Uh, Yes, ma'am. It used to be called the home mission board. And I still got a blank stare. I said, you may have heard of the Annie Armstrong Easter offering and her eyes just lit up. Oh, yes, I, I've heard about I, I support that offering. and uh, So she apparently supported it and didn't know exactly what it was going to. But I was able to tell her a little bit about the work of Nam And, uh, and so far, yeah, really encouraging um, conversations here. I'm wearing my international harvester hat, which has kind of become a, a recognizable brand across the SBC. And I've got some really good um, uh, uh, interactions from that. So it's been great.
0: Well, that's good to hear. Uh, it's good to hear all of the things that are happening across the SBC, uh, SBC and the state conventions. Uh, make sure you drop us a note on Twitter, on Facebook. Let us know maybe something that happened at your state convention that uh, was pretty cool, uh, guys. I want to I wanna mention one thing that I thought was really awesome, Iowa. Maybe a state convention that we don't think of uh, on a regular basis because you no, know, maybe we don't think there's a lot of Baptists in Iowa, but there are Baptists in Iowa. And they made history on November 6th. The messengers at their annual meeting voted unanimously to send 75% of their cooperative program money outside the state on to the national convention. Uh, in 2020, they decided that it was 60%, but this year uh, they've done it uh, all the way up to 75%. Um, they said that they sold their state office money a few years ago. And they don't have as many expenses as they used to have. They don't have the staff that they used to have. And so instead of keeping that money Um, In state, since they've invested some of the money from their sale uh, and they've decreased their administrative costs to barely nothing, uh, they're going to be able to send more money on to IMB, NAM, and to um, uh, uh, the seminaries and things like that. 75%. Do you think we'll ever see another state reach that height? I think the only way that you'll see another state move to that level is if you see
1: them doing what Iowa has done, where they decentralize. If they were to sell their buildings and, and have, you know, Significantly less with their overheads. Now, for some uh, conventions, that's going to be really difficult to do. I don't know that that would ever happen in North Carolina. Our our building is used for so many different ministries and is shared with two partner ministries, <clears throat> with the North Carolina Baptist Foundation and the Biblical Recorder. Uh, but you know, good for them, uh, especially being a convention that's so young. Uh, you know, less than been 30 years old as a convention and already doing that and, and I've heard that they're even hoping to increase that even more in the years to come. But I don't I don't know. I don't know if it'll happen anywhere, any anything close to that. The the fifty fifty uh that many states are shooting for is a stretch even for some Yeah, I
0: mean it's hard for some state conventions. Uh our church is is a duly aligned church. So the SPTC, they get fifty five percent, which is which is incredibly generous. Uh but the BGCT do their overhead, um they only send twenty one percent on. So um I think every church, every state convention should shoot 50 fifty fifty. They should cut money where they should cut it and uh 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 make those decisions. We have lost Matt and Kyle, uh which is not ironic uh in any sense, but they, they their internet is really bad at the hotel they're at. So we're just gonna move right along without them, Alan, and talk about our Southern culture topic tonight, which is uh, Christmas trees, and I'm not talking about Christmas trees that you put up in your house, which if you have Christmas trees up in your house right now, it's entirely way too early. You should wait till the day after Thanksgiving, or it is permissible, in my opinion, to put it up Thanksgiving evening after you've had your Thanksgiving lunch or dinner, depending on when your family has your Thanksgiving meal. I'm talking about the delicious Little Debbie snack cakes uh, that are possibly uh, the cheapest thing to ever make. You're probably pretty simple to make, but also one of the most delicious things that uh exists on the entire earth alan talk to me about little debbie's snack cake christmas tree. and all of god's people said amen yeah
1: i thought about this topic actually it goes back to the state convention uh, a brother by the name of jesse hearing uh had a box of them with him and were posting pictures in the different sessions of the pastor's conference and the convention with these uh christmas tree cakes and i, I expressed my covetousness of the Christmas tree cakes. And he brought me one. And I, 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 I posted it on social media. And said that I was blessed. And highly favored. I love Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. Um, I, you know. Th- there are other things that are similar to them. Some people say. Well it's the same thing as a zebra cake. Uh, to which I'd say. Oh. That is strange fire. That is strange fire. They are not the same thing. It is not an acceptable sacrifice. To call it a zebra cake. Uh, they're just wonderful. Uh, and if you can get them fresh when they're like super soft uh you know and are you i have to ask an important question are you a a white cake or a chocolate cake christmas tree kind of person which is your preference i I, i'm white cake what about you i'm right there with you uh i'll eat both of them but i think the white cakes are the best and It's interesting because there are three sizes of them now. There's like the standard Mm -hmm. Little Debbie size where, you know, they're small. And next thing you know, you've eaten the whole box and you need to repent. And now they have the big cakes that come in like a box of six. I've seen those. But then there's a third size. If you go to gas stations that sell Little Debbie cakes, they have like these giant Christmas tree cakes.
0: that They're almost so big that you could actually put them in the corner of your living room and decorate them. Uh, Alan, I don't know why God and His common grace gives us Christmas tree cakes, but I am really glad that He does. Have you tried the red velvet ones by any chance? I don't think I've had red velvet ones. I mean, I like chocolate hard to find. cake. I like chocolate cake with copious amounts of red food dye, which is all red velvet is. We're not getting into this tonight, but red velvet does not taste like chocolate cake. It's different. I know it's not, but it is different. Uh, but I do love Christmas tree cakes. Uh, I thank Little Debbie for them, um, though if Little Debbie ate as many of them as I ate, she would be Big Debbie and not Little Debbie.
1: Well, I, and I have to ask another question on this same vein of thought before we leave. Yep. Have you seen or tried the Little Debbie Christmas cake ice cream yet?
0: No, no, no. I've seen it. Uh, not in person. I've seen like on social media. Have you tried it? I, I've not. I've only seen it on the Internet. But whenever, whenever sure it, happens, it actually, I'll try it. I'm not sure it actually exists, but Uh, if it does, I will 100% buy it and hopefully 100% love it. Maybe maybe we can do a video. That would be, yeah, if we can find some, I said we do a video, we record it, put it out there for our listeners to listen to. Well, Alan, I'm glad that the uh, North Carolina Convention went well. I'm glad Matt had to leave because it made this podcast so much more enjoyable. Uh, though I wish Kyle could have stayed. At least he could have uh, salvaged uh, Matt's appearance with us. But I digress. Thanks for joining us, friends, here in the Potluck. We hope you had your fill you your full. Go get you some Little Debbies. Give to the Cooperative Program. And uh, be uh, diligent as a Baptist out there. Go to see next time, St. Baptist Time, St. Baptist Hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.